Hello, hello. This is Ramsey Gomez here, bringing to you the first episode of my podcast, Blurred Line. And uh, this podcast will basically just talk about identity and all the issues that come along with it as growing up. Um, but you know, I'm going to kind of get into it at the beginning of the, the beginning of the episode. Um, but I just want to really apologize about uh, kind of uh, the jankiness of my uh, my first episode. Um, I just really wanted to wing it and kind of you know give it my first try and see how it goes. Um, hopefully, the next episode that comes up, we'll have another guest, and um, they will we will have a kind of a little better setup. I'm going to have a second microphone. Um, and hopefully, you know the, the video will be a little better because I'll actually have a stand. Um, and, you know, let's try to get this keep going, you know. Um, I'm not going to stop now, but um, I just, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the podcast. Thanks, guys. And actually, there's this uh, family I ran into the other day. Um, I thought about Daiso, and it was, uh, the mother was Japanese, the father was from somewhere, but the father speak, spoke like fluent Japanese. Yeah. And they had two kids together. One was like four and another was six. So I've always wondered, like, I wonder how their kids would be, would they inherit any of the dad's culture because he speaks to them in mm -hmm. Japanese, you know? Okay, so yeah, would yeah. they even be aware of, like, those, like, that, that knowledge, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're constantly talking to them in Japanese, like, for me, like, you know, my parents spoke English to me. Yeah. So yeah. that was always, like, a part, but, you know. Yeah. I just never thought about that kind of experience, like, how that must have been, you know? I think it just depends from family to family. Yeah, their style. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um... So this is the first episode of my podcast, uh, Blurred Line. Um, I kind of came up with this channel. Uh, the idea for it, it's kind of been in the making for maybe, I would say, a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, I've always been wanting to do something having to do with um, the, uh, having to do with identity. And, um, but uh, the whole purpose of the channel is, um, is basically... Uh, having to do with um, the struggle for identity and today's culture and um, whether that be in America or Japan or any other country. Um, I kind of grew up myself as um, being mixed, I'm half Algerian, half Colombian. Um, and I've always been kind of... And, and it was, growing up, it was kind of hard to decide what kind of... Um, you know what my identity was you know where do I fit in I had so many different friends of different backgrounds uh, I didn't really know where I fit um, and you know I'm Algerian I'm Colombian I'm American what am I and trying to find that that perfect mold for me to fit in was kind of a kind of a difficult growing up um, and as I got older it kind of mattered less and less um, but it was kind of that mix of cultures that really influenced me. And I kind of noticed how popular that's getting in today's world, you know, whether it's America or Japan or any other country, um, it's becoming so much more prevalent. And I noticed that uh, as, you know, I start meeting people, you know, my same age, younger, older. Uh, and I, I definitely wanted to, because it's something that's so, um, deep rooted in my own life and how I saw how it affects other people's in their daily lives. Um, I definitely wanted to make a podcast having to do with that. And it's kind of just um, walking that blurred line in between uh, one identity and the other, what's expected of yourself and what 
by others and what's expected of yourself by yourself. Um, so just kind of walking between, um, you know, both both forms of identity and sometimes right in between and you don't know who you are, uh, especially if you're never even raised with the languages that, you know, you're supposed to know. Um, but yeah. And... <clears throat> One thing I want to say, I really like that title, Blurred Lines. Blurred Lines? Yeah. I really, really like I think it's really, really good. I'm glad you like it because I was actually about to mention the meaning for the title. Oh, good. Like actually the inspiration for it. Um, so it's kind of a, kind of deep, but last year I had a friend, I was working in a restaurant and um, it was, I was making pretty good money at the restaurant. I was back at home in the States in Atlanta. Um, and I met, and I was, maybe it was like a month into my job and another guy and his brother start working there. Um, and, and I got pretty close with them pretty, you know, pretty quickly, you know, like we became like, you know, three of us became pretty good friends and we had a lot in common. We had like, our, our backgrounds were so mixed, you know, uh, they could have just been classified as, you know, just being black. Um, but you know, the, you know, the more you get to know them, the deeper their, uh, their, their ancestry goes and, and their, and, you know, just their identity. It's just like, it's deeper and deeper. It's like, oh, wow, you, like, you, you seem, you like this, like, normal, you know, black guy in Atlanta, but no, I mean, you, you know, like, Russian, and you've been to Europe all the time, and, you know, you're into this kind of music and this kind of music, and, and same thing with another friend who's, like, part Native American, and he had, like, you know, we did some DNA testing, found out he's, like, got, like, uh, Jewish and Arab inside of him, and, and this and that, but he just looks like, you know, any other black guy that you would see in Atlanta. Not really, but, you know, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you would never know. Some people, they just, their background's so mixed. And the same thing with me. I just look like some some random Mexican, <laughs> and uh, but I can be confused for anybody. And you just never know with people. But, yeah, I got to know these people, really, these two, really well. Um, and one day I'm talking to my friend about this idea for my, uh, my brand that I want to make in the future. And I wasn't sure if it was going to be a podcast or what, uh, but podcast was one of the options. And I was talking to him one day in the middle of our shift, and he, um, I, was, I was trying to look for a title, basically, like some inspiration, what I wanted to name it. And I was just, I wasn't really like, the, the point of the conversation really wasn't for the title, but I was just kind of talking to him about the concept. And in the middle of the sentence, he said, blurred lines. Just to have him in the middle of a sentence, I was like, huh, I like that. So I wrote it down um, in the middle of us talking in my little server pad. I just wrote it down. I was like, didn't really think much about it afterwards. Um, and then, yeah, I really liked the title. And then maybe a week later, um, he's supposed to come into work the next day. And we find, I find out that he, he passed away the, the day before. The night before, he died in a car crash. Um, and yeah, it took a pretty pretty big toll on me. I only knew him for a month, but he was one of those people where I felt like I was gonna really get to know him, you know? I really felt like he was one of those people that, um, like, oh man, like I, I can really talk to this guy for, for a while, him and his brother, and um, yeah, he was just a really good guy, and it was I was kind of devastated that uh, that it happened, and it was the first time I've ever had someone close to me, like like that I felt close to, pass away. 
Um, and then maybe a few days later, I remembered the thing that I wrote in my notepad, blurred lines, and I really liked it. And so I decided um, I'm going to make a podcast. And today is actually the, not the day that he passed away, but it was the last day that I saw him. Oh. Yeah, so I saw him October, last time I saw him was October 23rd last year. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, he, he died October 25th. He was supposed to come into work, I believe. Um, and yeah, this, uh, the title of this podcast is uh, dedicated to oh, my friend, my friend Ian. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. He's a great guy, and uh, I wish I got, would have got to know him. Uh, me and his brother are really close. Me and Ryan, his brother, are super close. So um, hopefully yeah, Ryan gets to come visit me soon. Yeah. Yeah. But, Looking um, over you right now, seriously. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I didn't know him for long, but he, uh, he made an impact. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I hope. Uh, yeah, and he was, he was mixed himself, and he had all this intricacies to him, and I thought it would be a good title. So I really like it. No, seriously, it's, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, I'm glad you like it, though. Yeah, seriously. Like, even before, like, you, like, going to explaining, I was already, yeah. like, visualizing and everything you were explaining, I was like, wow, that was, like, perfect. Yeah, so, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. nice. Yeah, so, sorry to kind of, like, bring it, the, the tone down so quickly. That is, it's, it paints a picture. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad it, it paints a picture. <laughs> but... Yeah, so this is uh, the title of the podcast is dedicated to my friend Ian, Ian McSwain. So, um, yeah, uh, let's kind of like change the subject, but um, yeah, just kind of want to like, yeah, basically this podcast is uh, just, I want to kind of bring people onto, um, into the conversation, just to have a normal conversation, nothing, nothing like too like heavy or anything. Um, I just want like normal conversation, you know, day to day life, kind of what's going on with you know what's going on in your head, what you what has happened in your background, how it's affected you in a childhood, and how it affects you now, and and all that kind of stuff. Sounds good. Yeah, so um, just kind of feel free to like interrupt, you know, halfway through, ask your own questions about me, um, you know. Free talk. Yeah, just kind of talk about how your day is, whatever. But uh, real quick, I just, yeah, um, this right here is Tiffany, and um, she's going to kind of uh, just give you a brief description of herself, just kind of what she's, uh, yeah, just talk about for you. Yeah, so um, as you said, my name is Tiffany, and I was born in Japan, my family is from America, and I lived in Japan for a total of, uh, counting on now, it's been 15 years. I lived in the States for about six and a half years. So I myself as well went through like a lot of um, cultural differences um, and perhaps like a crisis in, in a sense. And it's like, it makes you think about a lot. So I'm glad I met Ramsey to you know have somebody to vent to and <laughs> have somebody to hear me out. So that's what I'm here for. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We met at what the dorms, right? Yeah. 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 We met, yeah, yeah. yeah at the... That was a good times. Yeah, um, I, I don't think I actually fully explained to everybody on the podcast, but um, we're actually in Tokyo, Japan, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't know where we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in Tokyo, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, we attend a university, Temple University, yeah, together. Um, yeah, we're, I'm in my third year. Yeah. How about you? Fourth year. Fourth, fourth year. year. I know that. Yeah, I, yeah, I graduate next spring. Oh, yeah, so yeah. soon. 
That's yeah, crazy. I'm excited to be Yeah, sure, sure. You're, you're ready. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's crazy. But it's been fun, though. But yeah, yeah, we met each other in, uh, in the dorms at uh, Musashi Kosugi dorms, yeah. you know? And actually, like, I only saw him just a few times, because, and he told me this, like, last time we met, but you're always working, you know? So yeah. I only see your face, <laughs> and we never really spoke until, like, what this past semester or something? So yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. really recently, and we we were in the dorms like two years ago. You know, yeah, so yeah, we've yeah. known like our names and our faces, but I didn't know about like any any more until like this past semester. Yeah, know? honestly, I, when I saw you again like this past summer semester, I, I completely forgot that like your entire <laughs> background like oh yeah she's fluent in Japanese like <laughs> I know that came out of nowhere right yeah yeah it was, it was like, so crazy I completely forgot and yeah and the thing is because I don't really like. I don't really like like putting it like spelling it all on my face like yeah I speak Japanese yeah I speak Japanese yeah I speak Japanese I don't like saying yeah. it all the time and so since we were all in the dorms I guess I kind of assumed you knew too but without yeah. like actually explaining it to you you know I think I remember like it being talked about but like when you told me about it I was like I heard, like I it completely caught me off guard and then like <laughs> and then I and then after a second I was like oh yeah I kind of do remember that <laughs> yeah yeah so like came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so, but then, yeah, when, when he wasn't sure, when you weren't sure, I didn't want to be like, remember I told you? Like, I didn't want to be like, okay, or anything. So I was like, okay, let me test out how much he knows and yeah, then we'll yeah. just build upon from there. So that was, that was an interesting moment. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, continue, like, yeah, just tell me about a little more about yourself, about like, you know, um, how, how did your parents even, you know, get over here and just... Yeah, so my, my dad went to university. Oh, so my dad was born in Philly and my mom is from North Carolina, but they met in North Carolina, Charlotte. And my dad went to a university somewhere, I forgot the name, but then he met a Japanese person there. And the longer story is, I actually haven't told many people this, he met a Japanese person, but that Japanese person had to go to Japan to take over his dad's job. But my dad didn't understand why he had to go all the way to Japan and not have somebody already in Japan take over his dad's yeah. job. And the Japanese person wasn't able to explain that. So that was like the continuing uh, question, like, like why did that happen? So his friend basically left. But then he transferred to another university, met another Japanese friend, and then was asked him the question, like, hey, like, why does that happen? Like, what is it about Japan that they like have that system? Yeah. And then that person was like, well, listen, my dad lives in Japan and has an extra space if you want to stay there. So my dad found out a way to um, do like a exchange or like a research for three months. So he came to Japan for a whole semester, basically. Yeah. So for three months, he came to Japan and he absolutely loved the country. And then he came back, graduated, married my mom in America. And then they both moved to Japan. And then that's when I was born in okay. 1998. So. Here in Tokyo, Japan. Well, I was, we were at a place called Ibaraki, which is by oh, the countryside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like two hour drive from here. Um, so that's that's where I was raised. So I'm still new to Tokyo, like it's Got, yeah, what, yeah, my yeah, second, yeah. third year. Gotcha. So, but it's still Japan, so I still feel like that same comfort, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I like I like it here in Japan. And I guess like Japan is, I mean I don't know the world, but I think Japan is one of those places where the culture goes like back so many years, you know, and there's so many things about this country that. Personally, I I haven't been able to explain it until like I've been asked about it, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's something that's so natural that I feel um, comfortable here. That uh, that makes me like call this place home, yeah, you know, rather yeah. than than America. You know, I was there for six years and um, it was a nice place, but just culturally, it was just discomfort, you know, at yeah. times. So it's just like I would rather be in Japan, you know, at mm. least for now, you know. So 
But um, my although I was born here, my citizenship is still USA. Um, gotcha. Because both my parents are American in Japan doesn't play that game where it's like because you're born here you're Japanese da 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 so um my my kokuseki was kokuseki English my nationality sorry nationality <laughs> is America but then um I just I just say I was born and raised here so okay yeah so that's that's like my brief introduction so you were born and raised here in Japan mm-hmm. and you stayed here through your whole life so I moved to America age um right before turning thirteen. So about okay. 12. And the reason why I moved is because of the earthquake and tsunami that happened back then. Um, it was like one of the biggest earthquakes mm, in the world. And, 3-11. Yeah, yeah, 3-11. Yeah. And we were kind of near the place. And like our roads were destroyed and our school and the house was destroyed. And all of our like customers, because my parents were English teachers in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention. My parents were English teachers in Japan. So they taught many kids and many people there. Gotcha. But after the earthquake, everybody moved away from the area. You know, yeah. so they Ibaraki have no is more. really close to Fukushima. Yeah, yeah. And so everybody moved away. So it's like, okay, we don't have any more customers anymore. And so instead of rebuilding what they have built up for the past 15 years, uh, it'd probably be easier for them just, for us to just move to America yeah. um, and do all that. And another reason is... Um, my brother was in Chigakuninese, so that's about like eighth grade in America. Um, and so my parents were thinking about what to do for him for high school. Yeah. And they really wanted to send him to a English speaking high school so that we can improve our English because our English wasn't like that good at all. Yeah. So you really like you really only knew Japanese growing up. Pretty much. Yeah. Your parents didn't really they spoke to you a little bit in English, but they didn't like. Well, actually, they they mostly spoke in English because because they want us to improve our English. Yeah. 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 And like to the point where we have rules where in the house we cannot speak Japanese, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so because they were thinking about where to send my brother, we were just like, hey, we should go to America. Obviously. So they would speak to you in English and would you respond to them in Japanese? No, because, you-, you know, and I was talking to this with my, my friend from Ibaraki. I had the impression that my parents, I mean, I know they speak Japanese, but I mean, it's probably going to sound rude, but like not that well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my friend only has the impression of my parents not speaking English, like just speaking Japanese. Uh, but I guess for me, like to me, they only spoke English. So I just yeah, never had that impression yeah, they yeah. spoke Japanese. So I just automatically thought, even if I say whatever I want to say, they're not going to understand, you know? Oh, yeah, and they're, yeah. they're like, they're not, you know, like they're not bad, but I knew if I were to share what I wanted to share in Japanese, they wouldn't just get it. I would have to explain even deeper. And I guess yeah. as a child, you just want to let things off your heart and not have to describe it. You just want them to understand. Yeah. So you felt difficult exp- like talking to your parents, parents about like deeper issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because you thought like, oh, they don't really understand Japanese as well. But Yeah, so I felt like English was the only way for me to communicate with them. In hindsight, do you think you could have spoken to them in Japanese and they would have understood? Maybe if I was, maybe until like age... Four, five, six. <laughs> but above that, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah because they like they were teaching English all day, you know. So yes, they use some Japanese, but not t- so much. Like you don't practice every day. It's not like yeah. intensive Japanese, absolutely, uh, or anything. And and like now looking back, thinking about those times, it's like just because I wasn't able to fully be open with my parents doesn't mean we had a bad relationship. Um, because I felt like you know how we say like quality over quantity. Mm. I felt like. I only have good memories of my parents, you know, and all like anytime we did have time to hang out, we would go to malls, we would travel, we would visit America, do all these things. But time wise, I wasn't with them a lot. So like after uh, school, I would go to my friend's house 
and probably hang out there. Um, they would bathe us, cook us dinner, but it's, with, it's within the Japanese family. So then you're, you you really got raised like Japanese. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And then whenever our parents picked me up, it was like probably after I'm asleep. You know? uh, and yeah, so yeah. I would go to sleep at my friend's house, but then wake up in my house, you know. So, so that's no time to like really talk with them yeah. on a daily basis, you know. So when you, how old were you when you moved to America? Before turning 13. Before turning 13, how yeah. long were you, until how long? Um, until age 19. Age 19, yeah. okay. So six years and a half about. So how, how, was, how do you feel that transition was going from like strictly like a Japanese <laughs> house setting and then to America? You know what's so interesting? Like, cause the amount I, the amount of English I used with my parents, I thought was enough cause my English, it wasn't horrible, but it was just very basic necessities. Like mom, I'm hungry. Hey mom, can I go over to their place? Like, only that. But then going to America and I'm having to use way more English, like not just with my parents, but like the new friends that I make and I communicate with them. So it's almost like the English that I have used in Japan this whole time is a total different English from what I'm using in America. Like English, like American English has a lot more culture and it has sarcasm. That I don't yeah, understand. absolutely. And it has like... So hard to convey in Japan. Yeah, and it's even harder because... I look like this and because I'm American, so yeah. people expect me to speak, like, know what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. And then I don't really want to say that I don't or else. Because even if I stand from Japan, they're not going to believe it. So I had to yeah, find a way. Yeah, like a whole another explanation that you have to give. And, like, oh, and man, it's like, I don't even know how to explain that in English because I've never done it before, uh, you know? Yeah. So I, I've never had to explain myself. Say. Yeah. So until America. So that, I think that was the hard part that I never got to face that issue until I moved back to Japan and people were asking me about it. So now I'm thinking about it like, huh, I guess I was feeling some type of way, huh? You know? Yeah. So it's just kind of like interesting to look back at those times. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, for me, like, you know, growing up in America, I, uh, you know, sometimes I'd have to explain myself. I was like, oh, it's so like, so where are you from? Or what's your background? I'm like, oh, Algerian, Colombian. And then, I, and then I know that I'm going to have to like, go through this whole spiel. Like, oh, how did that happen? <laughs> oh, you know, my mom, my dad, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was like, a, it's like a whole like thing I have to go through every time I have a conversation with, and somebody asks my background, you know, and I don't mind because it's sometimes I get different reactions and it's cool and all, but I can't imagine how difficult that must be. Uh, you get it constantly and constantly and it's hard to explain or just it's like, you don't know, the, I don't know. The know words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that, that brings a question for you. So like America is different where like America, you're born in the States and you are American, right? Yeah. So but did you know like your Algerian or your Colombian culture like in the household or were you like did you feel fully American but then you were questioned just because of the way that you look you know what I mean um it's not like my parents you know just became like American I shouldn't hit the table but you know they <laughs> become American like that you know it's um it was it was like a mix of cultures but you know I had this um my parents had a very 90s mentality where uh, they didn't really speak to me in their mother tongues. They spoke to me in English because they know how hard it was oh, for them to be like coming up in the country and learning English and having to get jobs and this and that. So they spoke to me only in English because um, they thought that would be best for me in my future. I see. Um, so um, I wasn't I wasn't held back from my culture. Uh, I feel I was, but it it, it definitely was. Um, you know, I, I went to school all the time, and so you, know, you, you interact with more people that, same kids, you know, they're American kids, um, different backgrounds as well, but, um, yeah, I, and 
I mean, I went to Algeria every once in a while, like every couple years. Uh, but so I feel a lot more connected to my Algerian side mm. than I do my Colombian side because I never really went to visit my dad's side of the family. I Columbia. Uh, I didn't really get to know my siblings until I was a little older. Oh, I see. Um, my Colombian siblings. So. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, it's a little dim for me, because. Um, I never felt unlike any other American because everybody is mixed anyway. So it doesn't, you know, everybody is like, you know, a Mexican American or, you yeah, know, yeah. Or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they all have their own things going on for them. But well, one thing I, di- I did want to bring up from what you said is like, um, oh, I like that. You might need to cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want to check some, I want to make sure that the, the video is doing all right. Okay. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. Dang, what was that? I had a good question. Yeah, it's doing good so far. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what the question was. What's up? So the question was, um, so like, was it frustrating when you were asked questions about your parents' culture, but you know nothing about it because you felt like the American like everybody else? So was it hard like not having an answer when they asked you, you know? Um... Or did you have an answer? I think as I got older, I don't. I think as a kid, people don't ask you like too deep questions about your culture or anything because they don't really care uh-huh. as a kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the only thing that I felt like held me back uh, from connecting with other people from my culture um, or you know being able to answer certain questions because it, it, it was never about answering questions. Because as I got older, I started to learn more and more, so I was able to answer those questions. Oh, you know, I've always been interested like, because of my you know. Uh, you know, diverse history, uh, diverse background. I wanted to learn more because I wanted to be able to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. So, like, as those kind of questions came up, I would start to learn more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of like, it, it, I guess, um, invigorated me to want to learn more about my background. Um, of course, there are some things within the household that you know that I'm, I'm I'm shown and presented with, and kind of like and um, um, kind of raised with yeah, yeah, yeah but the main thing that kind of uh i felt like has held me back in the past and even now is not knowing my languages oh I see. you know i should know i should know arabic i should know french i should know spanish um and i think that's the one thing that's held me back i see yeah. even now it's like you probably like want to know but then learning language isn't that easy yeah exactly yeah. And i see what about you do you feel like there's something that I feel like, I feel like for me, it goes into race Mm. where like, yes, I'm black, but then I wasn't really called black because of my personality. So I think it brings up the question of like, where were you not called black in Japan? In America. In America. Yeah. The first time I've experienced racism or like learned about it was America. I I never felt discriminated in Japan, which also brings up an interesting question because, um, I have a brother, by the way, he lives in New York right now, but my brother, so we, we lived in the same household, we had the same parents, we look alike, but my parent, my, my brother and I had like totally opposite experiences. So he felt discriminated in Japan and I didn't, but then when we both moved to America, he didn't feel discriminated, but then I did. Really? So it just like, it just really paints a picture of all wow. that. But what he said, but the, if I'm not get, make, mistaking this, I'm going to do an interview with him to like clarify it, uh-huh. but the person, the first person who he got discriminated against was a tenkose. A tenkose is a person who comes, like a transfer student, that's what it's called. 
uh, so a transfer student came from another school to our school, and that was the first person who discriminated my brother. So it wasn't the people that were like already there, because we we went to a very very tiny school and we had a really tight community, so we knew everybody, you know. So just from just from that, uh, um, let's say theory of like the story how it might have gone. Um, I'm thinking that one person, because he was this uncomfortable in this situation, you know, he wanted to make fun of somebody and he chose my brother because we're the only ones that are different. That's what I'm thinking, but mm. I want to get a clarification. Um, yeah, I wonder if that, that, that was different between uh, bullying as as boys and bu- as bullying as girls. I wonder how different that yeah. is. Yeah, that is true. But also his class had the most people. And I say most people, like it's not a lot. Like his class had like 28 kids and my class had seven kids and we were the tiniest oh, wow. kids yeah the tiniest kids tiniest uh class number yeah and um but actually with me also another another factor to include is that for me i went to elementary with the same people i went to kindergarten with but for my brother um he went to a different kindergarten and we both moved to the area later on so he's okay. just not getting to know everybody from first grade so I'm thinking that has another thing to do with mm. it, where it's like, I already know the people I'm going to first grade with, but for him, he's new. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot to think about, but... You don't look out for your brother? Man, that's messed up. We, we fought a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. We fought a lot. And we're, lo- we're like a half a year apart. Who's and older? He's, he's older. Uh, so he's 22. He'll be 20. Oh, he'll be 23 soon. Anyways. <laughs> um, he'll be 23 soon. Um, it's my birthday. 29th. I still have time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got plenty of time. Um... And yeah, we fought a lot and I'm very like independent and I like being by myself, but like I always went to school with him, you know, cause I'm only a year and a half apart. So by, yeah. by grade, we're only two years apart. Yeah. And I don't think I always like being with him just cause I'm always, I'm always with him. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, I just needed some space without him. So, um, but anyways, about racism, I forgot where, how we started this conversation. Oh, we're like, for me, I don't like people, people in America never felt never made me feel like I was a part of them like the black community which made me feel excluded but because of that I felt like I had to talk like them behave like them act like them so that I would fit in with them so I think the way that I speak English now is different because I've been two years in Japan but at the time I would like mimic the way that they speak because I almost didn't want people to ask me where am I from based on my accent, based on my behavior. In Japan. In America. Oh, in America. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah so Sorry. In, in America. Yeah. In America. I didn't want people to um, ask me where I'm from because as soon as I talk differently from the rest of the black community, they're going to categorize me as different and they're going to be like, uh, okay, where are you from? And if I say I'm from Japan, they're not going to believe it. So why would I put myself in that situation? Yeah, kind of thing, like, you know? I'm from Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, where okay. are you really from? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I, I hated that. So it's like, I talk like them, behave like them so that they wouldn't ask me that, you know? And once I like lied out, cause I, we lived in um, Charlotte, North Carolina and uh, South Carolina is like, like one, um, it's like 30 minute drive. So not that far. So if they would ask me where my from, I'd just say South Carolina. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, they, can't, they can't ask our neighbors, like, is she, yeah. where is she from? You know, so I'd just say South Carolina, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to go through the whole explaining thing. Yeah, yeah, But once yeah, again, yeah. I didn't, I never been through the, that kind of crisis until America. Yeah, you yeah. You know, and that's not to say Japan is perfect, but just my situation. So your brother didn't experience that when he was moved to America? He said he hasn't. Really? Yeah, because we talk about it briefly, but, you know, we're 14 hours away, so we can't talk all the time. How was his English compared to yours? Hmm. At the time. At the time, I think. 
I think he might hate me for this. I think I'm better linguistically, generally. He's more of a math person. Okay. So I believe in, in English and in Japanese. I think I'm a little bit better in my, my personal experience. Even now? Even now, I think. Because I, I like... Remember what she said. Because <laughs> I, I like words that he doesn't like. Not that he doesn't like words so much, but it's just not his thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, I think I'm better. <laughs> He's going to come to me <laughs> But yeah. I'm just going to edit the whole video and, and just going to say, I think I'm better. <laughs> like my mouth's going to move differently. But then I say, like, I think. Yeah, so I, I think that's the case. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But language is definitely a hard... But um, he wasn't really, like, bullied or... Any, like, or, like, people didn't question his, like... His, uh, you know, his background or like, oh, like like he didn't have to like go through the whole like I'm from Japan or whatever kind of thing. I think he did, but he likes people. Oh, so he, he mean, likes talking. He likes, he likes talking. talking. He's very it. extroverted, so it's like he would want to do it. For me, I'm more introverted, so I think I get tired of it. Oh, okay. I see. You know, but for him, yeah. for him, if 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 the, if people asking him a question about where he's from gives him an opportunity to talk to people, he's gonna do it. He's gonna okay. go for it. For me, I'm not that type. So got you, got you. Yeah, and I also didn't like like in Japan, people don't really like, especially in Tokyo. You don't like you're not approached so much. Nobody approaches you. Like if you're on a train, then like you're just kind of have your you're in your zone. But I feel like in America, I was always approached no matter what. You know, and that annoyed me a little bit. I didn't by who? What by kind strangers, of, what kind of, like, like men or women, both. Really? Yeah, and I, I didn't like that. I didn't like they're like in what way? Like they're just like, hey, how you doing? Like, <laughs> look at your outfit. And it's nice, but it's like to me, it's like like what do you want kind of thing? Like what's the purpose of you talking to me? And uh, I didn't, I never knew just free talk just to yeah. talk. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm over here just like, okay, why is she talking to me? What does she want? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope she doesn't say anything in English that I don't understand, or else she's gonna ask me where I'm from, kind of thing. So, I so I guess maybe the way your brother experienced Japan growing up. Was it because he liked to talk so much that he had so many problems? Or maybe he, like, because he was approaching people, or because he, he loved those opportunities to talk and nobody really liked that? Another, th okay, there's gonna, another thing to mention about us, um, about me at least. I talk a lot when I'm comfortable. Uh -huh. So yes, I'm introverted, but if I'm comfortable with whoever I'm talking, I can talk all day. Like, yeah, you might get yeah. tired of me, but, um, and my brother, so with that said, I was more of the loud one when I was little, and he was more the quiet one when, when, we, were both, mm. when we were both living in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always thought he was just a quiet person. Uh. But then we moved to America, and it almost like switched. Like I was more quiet because I was uncomfortable in America, and then he was the person like talking a lot. Yeah. You know, and so I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if he was uncomfortable in Japan. I, yeah. I never really talked that deep with him. But I don't know what it. I just thought like our personalities change, and I think I think he. I mean, he likes Japan. He wants to come back, but New York is really really. He's in America him. right now, right? He's in New York, yeah. yeah. And you know, get to meet all the people in the world, and it's just more uh, more talking experiences in America than in Japan. You know. So does he sure. want to stay in America, or is he trying to come back? Or? He's still trying to figure it out. Really. So he does musical theater right now. Okay. So he's just auditioning, kind of doing his thing. Okay. Um. But he wants to go Broadway, but Broadway doesn't wow. really exist in Japan. So he wants to start there and then maybe uh, make his way over here. That's cool. Yeah, he's he's doing his thing. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony Ruben Richardson, by the way. <laughs> Advertisement. Sorry, I forgot what we were talking about. Um, just kind of your experience, uh, kind of transition into uh, American society and how, how different you 
feel it was um can i mention one more thing i'm sorry yeah um so my i felt like 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 in terms of like language barrier it wasn't until so when i was little in japan um when i would speak english to my parents i never truly felt like my parents were listening because they were english teachers and so anything i would say in english i would most likely say it wrong uh -huh. so instead of them hearing what i'm saying they're just correcting my english Oh, you know what I mean? yeah, that must be kind of a kind of infuriating sometimes. Yeah, you know? it's like, can't you just hear me out? But I never felt yeah. that frustration <laughs> until America, really. Yeah, because I'm actually trying my hardest to speak to Americans. And part of that is my parents and they're still correcting me. So it was just frustrating that I felt like I knew English, but then I didn't. Cause I'm still being yeah. corrected. But the, so that, I wasn't, must, that must suck, though. Like somebody tells you like, 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 mom, like somebody's bullying me is like no, it's someone <laughs> is bullying me all right well, it feels so serious like, <laughs> yeah yeah like, but i see what you mean i see what you mean someone yeah it's like you know, you're not listening to me <laughs> no say it correctly <laughs> mom dying i'm uh i'm dying ma'am okay you know um but it wasn't until so i was in america for six and a half years it wasn't until the third or fourth year that I, and I remember, I'll never forget this day. I said something to my parents and they finally understood without correcting me. Uh, that was like a revolutionary day for me because it was like... In America. In America. And it was the first time... It was Because in Japan, you don't really share your opinion, especially in elementary. In America, everybody shares your opinion. So I had to get on that uh, level to like kind of talk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first time I'm able to articulate what I'm thinking and share what I'm thinking. And I finally shared to my parents and they didn't correct me. And my parents said, wow. And I was like, oh, they get it. Thank God. They understand. <laughs> you know? It's a breakthrough. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, God, I'm making it. How old were you when that like finally happened? Okay, it was my third year in America. So probably like 16. Wow. Yeah. So you went 16 years without actually like being able to, you know. Express my feelings yeah. to my parents. Yeah. Wow. So it's like my parents knew me from raising me, but like, you know, there's, there's a part that you learn, uh, like things that you acquire. Yeah. So my parents never knew. I, I don't think <laughs> they're going to have to for this. I don't think they knew how exactly I felt until I was able to explain. I don't even know what I was talking about. But yeah. I was really happy that I got that across wow. without them questioning, hey, what did you mean to say? Could you rephrase that kind of thing? And so I came a long way for English. It must have been really monumental for you after that. Oh, I will never forget that day. Wow. So it was the first time I felt emotionally connected with my parents. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah, so that was that was a great day for me. And do your parents still live here uh, Live here in Japan or are they in America? They're or? in America. So okay. we, yeah, so when we all so moved. So you're by yourself. Yeah, I came out on my own solo. Oh, man. And But they want to move back. At least my dad does. Okay. Yeah, my mom's tired of moving. But okay. my dad wants to come back. So what do you want? I want them to stay here. No, wouldn't for yourself. Oh, I want to stay here. Really? Yeah. So you at feel least more right at now. home in Japan. I do. Yeah. Really. And I think um, if my and like I can't speak for the whole America because I only lived in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. perhaps if I had another location that was perhaps just more comforting being, then I would feel more comfortable in America. But if I say American home, it's Charlotte, and I don't feel safe there. So I I don't feel at home in America. You know? Oh, got you. Yeah. So I can't speak for the whole country, but say what. You should travel more then. I I do. I really do. I've only been to America and Japan, and people think I've been all over the world. I'm like, you guys, I'm just not getting started. <laughs> like, How do you view America from Japan, actually? Now or before I moved to America? Before. before okay. Before, before I viewed America as like this great, not to say it's not, but it was just this, it's like the country to be in, you know, where there's everybody there. 
Um, and I only knew of America through my parents, right? So my parents are very, my mom especially, she's very huggy, she's very physical, affectionate. And so I thought, you know, everybody's, everybody's like that and everybody's like smart and America's just a country that everybody looks up to and they're the leader of the world and um, the freedom that you, all you could get. I think that was my image of America. Yeah. And also, since we visited America, like um, every one or two years, every time we would go, we would go to IHOP and we would go to Wet n Wild and we would go to Disney World. So yeah, I'm yeah. seeing America as like heaven, you know, yeah, where it's like yeah, all yeah. this fun and games. And it's it's very different. You get yeah. very different. You get uh, crunchy bacon, you know, bacon in Japan isn't crunchy. And so just things like that where it's like, go America. Yeah, know? absolutely. So, yeah. So how, how how you feel your perspective has changed since you've lived in America? How do you see that as different? I think America, um, it's for it's not for everybody. I would say. Yeah, just like any other country, I feel like that's true. You yeah. know, and it's like it's hard sharing my American experiences to my Japanese friends. You know, it's, it's more comforting me like talking to Japanese my Japanese friends, but. My Japanese friends who have been to America experience different things in America than I have just because they're not American, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of factors that go into that. And yeah, and it's like 50 different countries inside of one, like, giant conglomerate, you know? Yeah, exactly. So there's, like, so many different cultures and subcultures, and you, you, never, you never know what kind of experience you'll have. Yeah, and so, uh, but from what they said, I, I agree, but then sometimes they don't believe in what I've experienced just because it's like it was it was pretty harsh you know mm. and so I think my my view on it now it's like my family's over there so it's still like me my heart still is over there and my citizenship is America so I I don't yes I resent America sometimes but not all the way like I'm not gonna shut the door on America because yeah. my citizenship is over there but is I think for me reason? say what is that the only reason just because your citizenship is there and my family's there okay Okay. And I love Chipotle. Okay. <laughs> um, you have Chipotle? Sponsor Blurred Line. <laughs> Send like some burritos little, to Tokyo. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, come to Tokyo. You guys can make bank. Um, <laughs> has got nothing on them. Um, <laughs> and America for me is a place to visit, but not live. So, but yeah. I've never been to Hawaii, and Hawaii's still America. So I might love Hawaii. Yeah, like I said, 50 different countries in one big conglomerate. True. Uh, California, yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. Like, you know, they're already their own country. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's crazy. So, but I what mean, about you? Like, you, you travel some places. Like, is there a place you call home or? Um, yeah, personally, travel? like, I, I have so many identities, you know? Like, I'm Algerian, I'm Colombian, I'm American, I'm Muslim, right? Mm -hmm. Um... And those are all different, you know, those are countries in this religion. But, you know, the way I identify myself is, uh, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes. Um, but uh, I love America, and I love the freedoms I'm afforded. Um, I, I love the culture of, like, so many different places. And um, it's, um, you know, I just enjoy the humor and, and just everything. You know, there's a bunch of different things about America I love. Uh, but there's also a bunch of different countries that I, other countries that I love, and uh, aspects of other countries that I love. Um, and I've visited a couple, uh, just a few, um, but I haven't been to a bunch. But, you know, I love Japan. It's super safe. I feel, I, I do feel, like, safe here at all times. There's so many great aspects of it, given there's things that I, I, I do like, that I don't like. There's things about America I do like and that I don't like. There's parts of Japan that I would love to bring to America. Um, I, 
you know, there's, there's things you'd like to bring anywhere, but yeah. um, I don't think I've, uh, I've traveled enough to say exactly where I want to settle in the future, mm-hmm. but I would say for now, the only place that I feel like home is, or like home base, is um, in Alpharetta, where my mom and my sister are, oh, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah, so, you know, where my mom and my sister are, that's kind of my home base. That's so cool. That's the way I feel right now, and um, yeah, I think I think honestly, the, the, the it's always gonna be home base for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't know what my future's gonna look like or where I'm gonna call home in the future, but yeah, for now, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing, interesting thing, um, to bring up where people define home differently. Yeah. Where my mom, she's very um, old school style, so and she has a huge family. Like my mom has eight sisters and like three brothers. Yeah. And my dad has four wow. sisters, right? Yeah, so all their too. oh yeah yeah, yeah huge yeah, family you yeah, know you never get everybody in the same Thanksgiving never. event never oh always no, it's missing, literally like you're missing like a whole like branch of family you know like when especially when both sides of the family don't celebrate Thanksgiving so, <laughs> oh, you know? I see, oh I see yeah we don't have any common holidays oh so. I see I see <laughs> I didn't thought about that yeah yeah but yeah where it's like my family's mentality is like where family is is home and I'm yeah. over here like mm, I disagree you know so like, what do you feel like do you think Japan is home. I think I think wherever you're raised and whatever you're used to, um, whatever you feel comfortable in is home. And mm. for me, it just so happens to be Japan because I was raised here. Fair enough. You know, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so because like yes, family is family, but I didn't really feel that comfortable with my family because of the language barrier and the culture yeah, barrier. Yeah. So you know, just because my family's there is not gonna, doesn't mean I'm gonna be comfortable. <laughs> like you know, mm. so it's always like this gap between my brother and I against all <laughs> like you know like we just experienced so like different things you know so you feel like home for you is maybe your brother i think my brother and i have a lot in common that we haven't talked about yet really yeah we've never really um talked about deep things and we were so busy when we were in america as well and so we never got to just sit down and plus we were going through like hankoki what's hankoki in english like when you're like you like that phase, that teenage years where you have resentment towards your parents and resentment towards like your whole family. <laughs> like, okay. you know, we were kind of going through that yeah. in America as well. At the same time as struggling in America. So uh, yeah. and after we like all separated was when There's a word for that in Japanese. That's pretty cool. Uncle Kia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like there's and I think it, it was until we were separated that I missed him. And it's like mm. and I realized like yes, after meeting all these people, my brother is probably really the only person that can fully relate to and talk to everything yeah, about, yeah, you know, yeah. but I've never really had that chance yet because we're 14 hours away. Yeah, sometimes it's, all it takes is just a bit of separation and then you realize what you're missing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been stuck with him all, all the time and it's like, I never yeah. I never felt, I never noticed how special that moment of being together was until separated, you know, so. Yeah, I feel like a part of you is missing sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and actually, uh, for those who don't know, I actually started a YouTube channel recently uh, have hey, no man. Cause... I see you. No, 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 no. no but I was going <laughs> to say all that to say. <laughs> I was going to say all that to say when I, cause I went to New York uh, for Christmas and New Year's. And I'm going to do an interview with my brother where oh, we're, we're going to finally talk about everything. So I'm really excited about that. So that's what I want to share. Yeah. So we're, do you I, think that'll be okay? Like, I feel like it would be like super emotional. Oh, it's definitely going to be. I'm going to be crying in New York. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, my God. Like, what did you do for New Year's? I just... Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be I'm gonna plan a secret camera, so <laughs> I probably should, or else you know. But actually, I mean, if it's something like this where, I mean, yes, I'm talking to you. I don't really notice us there sometimes. If it's yeah. just like talking, then 
I think something, we're definitely going to start crying. Like 100%. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited for that. I wish you the best of luck and if that turns out. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank when you. are you going to see him? Um, Like New Year's. Oh, sure. Around New Year's. You're going over there. I'm going over there. Oh, sure. First New Year's in New York. That's sick. I'm excited. Yeah. So it's going to be wild though. I'm yeah. probably not ready on the phone. Are you going to do the, the ball apple drop. drop, the ball drop? No, because I don't want to wait out there. And I heard it's disgusting. I heard. Well, I mean, you might as well experience it once. Just, you know, experience it all. You know, yeah. go uh, hard or go home, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did the Shibuya New Year's thing. It was kind of How How was that? It was a bummer. Oh, really? There's no fireworks. They don't do fireworks. No way. In Shibuya? No way. They don't, no, like, I honestly thought, like. For of, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> with how much fireworks Japan does. Like, yeah, don't do it for New summer, Year's. They don't do it for New Year's. And I thought, like, okay, like, maybe they might do it for, like, certain places, but. Shibuya, they have to do it. Come on, that's the most people right yeah. there. Wow. Well, all it was was three, two, one. <laughs> okay, guys, let's go home. It's very Japanese. Like, yeah, I was like, damn. Come okay. on, y'all. They need to do better. Yeah. That's funny. But also, like, I, I feel like the ball drop, like, um, it's going to turn into another topic. But you know, like, when you're watching a game or when you're watching something where normally you would be there to watch it, sometimes it's better... Because technology is crazy. Sometimes it's better to watch it on camera than be there in person because the camera catches the best moments where you're supposed to watch. So all you do is look at a screen versus if you're actually there, you're supposed to look over there, but you missed it because you dropped something. Like, you know, it's just a lot of... So, so like, for example, like football. I don't really like football, but if I'm watching it, I would rather watch it through television than... Uh, because they also replay it. So if you miss something, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a repeat, you know? I guess, like, it, it just it depends on the experience that you're having. Because I feel like if you, like, say you go to, like, the, you know, Super Bowl game, mm-hmm. like, you, you can have, maybe, well, you can go with them, maybe, like, one or two other people to make it, you know, like, oh, you know, less seem crowded. So it's, like, you know, kind of just, like, quiet, you know. I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I would think, like, the experience of watching the Super Bowl game with all your family there, you have, like, you're all crowded around the TV, you all brought snacks, everybody's cheering together. It's, like, a tight-knit family. So I guess... It's the experience that matters the most. I agree with that. Like, if, uh, it, if I had, like, good friends to go with, then, yeah. then it wouldn't even matter what you miss because you have Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, I like to think that, like, um, actually being at the event itself mm. is is more... Just because you experience something new, you know, and you, you get that experience, but... And you experience the unexpected sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe it might be more fun if you stayed at home, you know, and like watched it with cozy with your family in the middle of winter. Yeah, I guess it depends. It yeah. depends. Yeah. I think it's just about the experience. If you have enough gas money, then go for it. You yeah, know? yeah, right. <laughs> and enough money for those tickets. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And enough patience to wait in line and yeah. bathroom. Yeah, because my brother, since he does musical theater, I've been to some of his performances, and he's really good, by the way. Um, those <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's like going to the place. Um, like let's say if you're sitting in the back and it's like the people are sometimes distraction of what you want to watch, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's something I felt. Or if I just had a really really long day and I'm watching him perform, yes he's great, but I'm tired. <laughs> it's like yeah. I hate to fall asleep. That's true. You know, I, I wouldn't want him performing, and I'm over here like, <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> like that'd be kind of rude. So that's true. Yeah, for me I, I'll support through digital. I got you, bro. Hey, got you, bro. <laughs> What's your bro's name? That's another story. His name is Tony, but I call him Ruben, which is his middle name, because my dad's name is Tony, and all the Japanese kids called my dad Tony because he was an English teacher. His name is we Tony. We didn't want Tony. 
But you call him Ruben? I call him Ruben. We all call him Ruben in Japan. You know, there's a guy at our university who I'm friends with who actually works with an internship. Oh, Ruben. Oh, Tony. Tony, Tony Ruben. That's oh, that's for his name? Yeah. Oh! Anthony. Anthony Ruben. Oh, snap. <laughs> his full, yeah. Like, that's but, crazy. Yeah, I was like, you said that. I was like... You were like... <laughs> <laughs> you were like I don't even mean. I just saw him like a couple hours ago in my internship. <laughs> Wait, he does musicals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah my brother's name is Tony Ruben. That's funny. Yeah, Tony Ruben Richardson. Yeah, Ruben is his middle name. Oh, that's, that's so actually. crazy. <laughs> you know, okay, wait. I thought his name was Rubino. Was it Rubino. Rubino. Oh, that's what it is. That is Rubino. No, I had him in a class. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. TR. You know, TR. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> what a realization. I want to check real quick. I want to see how, how long it's been. This is fun. Yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> I, actually, I hope it turns out well. Yeah, it's still rolling. Cool. Nice. So I just want to make sure like there's enough room on my phone. Oh, true. Sure, exactly. But it's at fifty three minutes so far. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Don't feel like it. Yeah, that's cool. Don't feel like it. All right, but yeah, um, I wanted to bring up a couple topics. Sure. Actually. I wanted to ask a couple questions for you. See if we have some time. Is, sure. You don't have to be anywhere, do you? No. Okay. Cool. Great. Cool. Um. Yeah. So I got some questions. Um. I feel like I. Oh yeah. I've got a few of them, so. I would say answer them to the best of your ability. Okay. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be short. Just as as well as you can. Okay. Um, how do you identify yourself? I identify myself as an American born and raised in Japan. So it's like not by race, not by... I think, I guess the only um, identification I really put down is citizenship. You know, I'm, I'm an American citizen. But I was born and raised in Japan, kind of thing. So I think that's my base. I would say. Is that is that something that you've always felt growing up, like growing up as a kid? Were you were you ever confused on your identity? Did you always feel that you were an African American born and raised in Japan, or? Um, in Japan, identity didn't matter, at least for me, and so I was just my name. You know, so it was just Tiffany, or some people call me Tifa for short. Um, but then the first time I thought about identity was in America because everybody talks about it, mm. you know. And so I'm hearing this new term called Black, African American, um, all these all these other things. And so, and, that, and I'm, the, for the first time I'm realizing that, oh, that has to do with me, doesn't it? <laughs> you know? Really? Yeah. And it was hard because, you know, when you don't know something, you want to ask about it. But... It's hard to ask to somebody who expects you to already know those type of things, you know? Yeah. So you ask them and it's like, why don't you know it? And it's like, why am I supposed to know it kind of thing? Wow, yeah, you know? yeah. And so it was so I had to figure it out by the flow. You know, mm. if everybody's saying that, then I'm going with the flow. I'm not gonna question it anymore because nobody's gonna answer my question. Yeah. And nobody's gonna believe me. And so so race and identity was first uh, thought about when I was in America. Interesting. Yeah. So growing up, you never really thought about it at all, or nobody ever brought it up to you as a kid, or poked fun at you for your hair, or. No, um, I remember we did play with my hair, but I also played with their hair too. You know, mm. so it's like we would do each other. So there was nothing they did that made me feel excluded, but rather, but rather, I think I, um, 
made an excuse for myself that I am different because of the way that I look. Therefore, I wanted to excuse myself out of a lot of things because I'm very like, I'm very like, I can, not that I'm lazy, but it's like, I would think to myself because I'm looking at myself and I'm looking at them. So I'm the person thinking in myself that I'm different, but then they don't treat me any differently, mm. you know? So it's almost like I'm crazy for thinking that I'm, I'm really? different, you know? And so, um, but then in America, it was the first time I felt that from other people. Like other yeah. people are saying things and doing things that makes me feel different. So that emotion came along for the first time in the States for me. So when you moved, so in Japan, you didn't really feel any sort of need to identify yourself or you never really thought about it much, right? Right. No, I, didn't, I never thought about it. But when you moved to America, when you were 13, mm -hmm. when did you start feeling that you had to start identifying yourself? When did you feel like 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 even the question of it coming up like what am I or who am I or you know just... I, I think it was when people asked me or when people when people not only asked me and then I answer and they would they would question my answer then I felt like I had to prove something to them you know so mm -hmm. if they ask me and they say I'm from Japan and they either say no you're not or they say okay why are you lying kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. when I felt like I had to have an answer ready so that they don't keep questioning what I'm saying. Yeah. And I didn't like, I mean, not, I mean, nobody likes to be questioned off of your statement, right? Absolutely. But this brings up when I talk to my Japanese friends about their experience in America, where because they're not American and they look Asian and they are Asian and they look Japanese, because they look that way, when they say they're from Japan, it's going to be believed because of the way that they look. So I didn't like that I was asked that I was doubted upon because of the way that I look. You know what I mean? Because I don't match where I'm from, right? Mm. So that moment, being in America and being questioned of my statement of me being from Japan was the first time I wanted to be or and look Japanese. Mm. Because if I did look and be Japanese, then that like we wouldn't have to go through all that shenanigans of you're lying, you know, all that yeah, thing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but I never felt like I wanted to look like Japanese people when I was in Japan. I never had that. Like, I, there was no need to have to look like them because I was already accepted just yeah. the way that I was, you know? So that crisis didn't hit in Japan for me, you know? Interesting. And you, uh, you've, I, I don't know, you probably can't answer completely, uh, but do you feel your brother felt the same way as well? In Japan? Yeah. Do you feel I like think he... I heard a story where that Tenko-sen, um, the transfer student, called my brother Kokujin, right? And I heard that story. Kokujin means black, yeah. it means black person. And I remember hearing that story and not being offended because it was just fact, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Versus in, in America, like the word black sometimes has a very negative connotation where yeah. being called black is an offensive thing. Depending on the way you use it and who's saying it. Right. And yeah. so when my mom heard that story, of course, you know, her you know, grandma being a slaver of slavery back in the day, she took that to offense. But to mm. us, it was just like, I mean, yeah, we're black. You know, like, what's the problem? Like, why would it be offensive? And so it was the first time, you know, like going to America and realizing that being called black is offensive. And then that was when my curiosity came. Why is that offensive? Why? What's wrong with being black that it's an offensive thing where people, when people call you, you have to be sensitive upon it. You can't really say that word, you know. So that was 
all the questions that I had that I couldn't ask anybody because I'm uh, expected to know because I am black. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there was just so much confusion that was going on and I was never able to explain it because I didn't know English that well. You know, so it's just now coming up, you mm, know, mm. being back in Japan and being able to share th that emotion. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, yeah, so it was, it was a lot. Hmm. So, but I, I don't, I don't know how my brother felt, but my parents did for sure say they liked Japan more because, um, my parents said it was a, the first time, it was the first time in Japan that they were considered Americans. They've never been called Americans, even in America. You know what I mean? In America, we're so racially, uh, divided that everything is defined upon race. Right. But yeah, everyone, everyone assumes to, you're American. Just right, regardless yeah. of what race or background you are, just like if, if they see you on the street, they'll they just assume you're American for the most part, right. you know, like an urban setting. Right, but for them it was such a relieving thing to actually be called an American. You know, mm. that was like the first time for them. And my parents were like in their twenties, thirties. Yeah. Know? And so, I mean, looking back now after living in America and knowing all those things, I can imagine like the liberation they must have felt to not um, perhaps yeah. be dragged upon a race. Like you know what I mean? I don't know. So, but there's so much to race in America that you, if you yeah. don't understand it, you don't understand it, you know? I think we just naturally want to separate ourselves into our own little groups. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel more, I feel proud of being American. I feel more proud of being American when I'm outside of America versus when I'm in America sometimes. Mm. I don't know, like, what it is, but it's like when I, you know, come here, I'm not like, stating in everywhere but you know people ask me like you know like i say oh i'm from america and i feel no shame in saying that um and i feel proud of it um and in america like you just kind of just assume that you're american yeah like where are you from because um, america really doesn't have one look you know yeah like, you know you know yeah yeah we still have like half a majority minority but still you can't assume yeah by looks you know and so. growing up, I just look like everybody. So everybody <laughs> just assumes I'm them. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's so funny. I'm so racially <laughs> ambiguous. Like, if, if I'm hanging out with Hispanics, they assume I'm Hispanic. If I'm hanging out with Arabs, they assume I'm full that Arab. That is so cool. If I'm hanging out with, like, I've gotten Cuban, Italian, I've gotten, you know, like, I've had black people say I, I look like their nephew. I've had, <laughs> I've had um, Indian people say I look like their nephew. Um, I've had, you know, people he, actually even here that ask me, like, um, they think I'm half Japanese. Hey, yeah, so like, funny. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no matter where I go, like, whether You're it's... You're them. I'm them. You know, they, <laughs> they, they, uh, they see me through their own eyes. Like, hey. They mirror themselves onto me, I Dude, feel like. that's so cool. Yeah. So, growing up, I never really had the problem, uh, I, I feel like, of, like... Uh, what are you, you know, this and that. Oh, I see what you mean. I felt like it was always, again, a question I always asked myself. You know, it was never something that it was imposed on me. Um, you know, of course, I got that every once in a while, like, oh, I just thought you were Mexican. Or, like, <laughs> uh, you know, some shit like that. All right, guys. So, um, we had some minor technical difficulties. With major impact. With, yes, with major impact. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... My video, uh, cut short. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? 
my battery got really low and <laughs> I didn't realize it. I wasn't paying complete attention and we were in a good we, discussion. We yeah, we had some good like talking points. We got pretty like <laughs> into it and I'm so mad that we missed we missed like 20 to 25 minutes of us talking. Yeah. And I'm kind of mad about it. <laughs> and I'm not even entirely certain about all the certain points that we missed yet because I haven't even looked back at like all the video. Yeah. But they were some good. Yeah, when we points. when we when we looked back and like uh, went back to like the last part of the video that yeah. did it did catch, we were like, we talked about that a long time ago. Like, what are we talking about in uh, between? And yeah, yeah, it was at least twenty to twenty five minutes. I want to say twenty five minutes. Yeah. So, um, in lieu of that, <laughs> on that note, on that note, um, I believe that we're going to instead of trying to remember all the little talking points we missed i think we're just gonna make an episode two we ready yes so sometime in the future uh hopefully the near future we'll uh we'll do an episode two we'll continue conversation i actually do have another couple questions for her that i didn't get a chance to ask and i think it would be better if we asked next time yeah um but you know i already have some people lined up for the next couple weeks um so for different episodes so stay tuned for that i'll be back y'all and yes really excited thanks for listening and uh by the way um for well, those you're not allowed to excuse you you said <laughs> if i wanna you know <laughs> if i wanna plug my project yeah okay actually i have another real quick okay okay um yeah so um we're gonna try i'm gonna try to make these uh the podcast episodes at least once every week so stay tuned. Uh, we're going to have somebody come on next week. Um, and we'll keep your eyes open for episode two. But uh, before we end this episode, I want to allow Tiffany to plug some of her content. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am mainly on Instagram. If you guys want to keep up to date with what I'm doing every day. Sometimes I'm too busy with school. But um, I do have a YouTube, and the link is in um, my um, Instagram account. My, my name is Tiffany Rachel, if you want to look for it, but there's other Tiffany Rachel, so it might be easier just to look through my Instagram. And my Instagram app is T-I-F-F-R-I-C-H-X. It's TiffRichX. So uh, hit me up there with any questions, anything you want me to talk about. Um, I'll be waiting for your comments. Link is going to be in the description, guys. There you Check go. it out. Yeah, and uh, you got your um, you got your Instagram, and you also got your YouTube channel. Right? I do, yeah. And in in the in the videos, I only have two videos right now. My style is that I speak Japan English, which is a mixture of Japanese and English. So, if I'm speaking English, I'll put in Japanese subtitles. You wouldn't put subtitles with that now? You give me extra work? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I good. barely even know how to edit. Now I gotta add subtitles. I'll send it to you, man. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Stephen, you did it. You don't Thank you, thank you. Yes. So please Stay follow tuned. her Instagram and her YouTube channel. Uh, I'm sure you'll see some really great content from her. We're both new creators, um, so we're just trying to we're get We're just trying to, to make go. it, you know? We're just trying to make it. 
Yeah, man. One day at a time. You already have some, actually, some really popular videos on YouTube on a couple other channels. I it's got do. like a million views, right? I do. That's Thankfully, wild. thanks to you guys. Um, so one of them, the channel is called Black Experience Japan, and the other one's called Maxi Capo. And the one with Maxi Capo is the one that has one million views, thank goodness. And then the other one has nine hundred thousand. Woo! Almost views. there. Almost yeah. two million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so all together. Yeah, yeah. So really excited, and I want to appreciate you guys. So stay tuned for more. Yes. <laughs> so um, yeah. Follow her, her Instagram, her YouTube, and um, look at her videos. In the meantime, uh, I please, I hope you guys come back. Check uh, check out my podcast some more. I got some more interesting people coming by. Um, you know, if, blurred, uh, lines? Blurred, line? blurred, blurred line, blurred line, blurred line, blurred line, my bad, line. No S. Yes, I'm not trying to get confused with that. Uh, was it that song? Uh, oh, Pharrell? Yeah, the Pharrell song, you know? Like, I, I had too many people mention, like, yeah, you like, like you no. Know you know what? I used to be Blurred Lines, but I was like, you know what? I think Blurred Line is that better. Would, that would be nice <laughs> to, like, have that snippet as, like, a warm-up, like, before your podcast starts, like, that chorus. <laughs> oh, hell no, no. Do you know how that, that video got so much flack because of how sexist it was? That's why I've actually never seen the video. Yeah, I don't want to be like I honestly don't want to be associated with it because I don't think one thing. We like, don't want that. Oh man, his podcast is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Blurred Lines. Yeah, yeah. Blurred Lines. Like, no, Blurred Line. Blurred Line. One line. We're crossing one line, guys. Exactly. But yeah, uh, stay tuned for more. Um, if you, if anyone wants to sponsor me or even Tiffany, more, but mostly me. Um, you know, I'll, I'll accept any, you know, I'll accept, uh, some, you know, I'm, I'm pretty strict with the sponsors, but, you know, <laughs> if Chipotle wants to sponsor you, that's cool, you know, I'll take that. <laughs> Come to Tokyo, please. Um, I don't really have an outro for this yet, but, um, uh, we can end it off with, uh, you know, Yoroshiko onegaishimasu. Yoroshiko onegaishimasu. Arigatouzaimasu. Oh, so funny. Yeah, Lord Line. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy.